So, a few months ago, went to the gas station, and I uh, was popping into the gas station, and I've noticed recently, I wanted, there's so many times I'm in my car, and I'm like, my hands feel dirty. I wish I had some hand sanitizer, you know? And I just kind of forgot about it, and until one day, I was at the gas station, I go inside, and I go... Do you have any just like small like hand sanitizers by any chance? And he goes, "No, sorry, we, we we got nothing." And he goes, "But what pump are you on?" I go, "Uh, three right there." He goes, "Oh well, you get this free tub of hand sanitizer because you just spent over sixty dollars in gas. If you want this free tub, and this thing was like twenty fucking ounces, and it fit perfectly in my driver's side door." So that way, anytime I popped in, quick, quick, got a little fucking hand sanitizer. I pump my gas, quick, quick, little hand sanitizer. I leave a hospital, quick, quick, little hand sanitizer. I finger bang some chick. Oh, quick, quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't tell Zoe. But it, it was just a nice thing to have in the car when I was driving out and about. Maybe I just left the gym. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to go to the food store. Also, I'm really hungry. You know what? I'll go to Whole Foods. I'll pop in. I'll get a little sushi. I'll eat that thing in my car like I'm going through a breakup. And before I dive into that fucking tuna roll, you know what I mean? It was beautiful. Well, recently, uh, I think this was last week, I am at Whole Foods. I'm in the parking lot. I got a snack because old Vince was out and about, and all of a sudden I looked at the old My Fitness Pal, and uh, I had nothing but daylight left in terms of calories, just a ton of calories to play with. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get some fucking beef jerky. I'm gonna get one of those little um, Olipops, little probiotic, make sure they fucking kids all regular and shit. And I'm gonna get a little fucking tuna roll. I'm going to throw that down my throat in my car, in the parking lot, listen to a podcast. You know, just enjoy myself on this Saturday. And then I'll go home and, uh, you know, the rest of the things I got to do. Well, I get back in my car. I'm about to feast. I put on a podcast. I go to lean down on the left to get a little bit of a fucking squirt, squirt. Hand sanitizer is gone. My tub of hand sanitizer has somehow sprouted its own fucking legs, eh, popped open the fucking door, and went for a walk, and was never to be seen again. And I'm thinking about how this could have happened, because clearly, come on, it couldn't have just walked away, right? And then I thought to myself, oh, wait a second. I think it was not much more than two days prior, I was at the car wash. Now, who else besides myself and maybe Pumpkin Tits herself, that's my fucking fiancé we're talking about here, would have access, full access, to my vehicle? Last time I checked, Bello don't have thumbs, he's got a big fucking cock and balls, but not any equipment to operate a fucking key. Maybe enough to bang your chick if you're not fucking doing it right. That kid's a stud. But definitely not enough equipment to open up my car. 
So who are the other people that had full access to my vehicle that would then be able to commit this heinous crime? The goddamn car wash. Those motherless fucks. You pieces of shit. Already, already, they've been taking a turn for the worse. With me pulling up and the chick pulling the whole fucking uh, Academy Award performance. Uh, Sir, you you don't want the, the wax? No, I don't want the wax. Wash my fucking car. But sir, and then she like rubs her finger across my hood. Oh my, but sir, the wax. This would be good. I don't think this is going to come up. Listen, sweetheart, okay? I know what this is. This is fucking tree common wind, all right? It's a little bit of dust because those fucking blowers blow shit all around. A little bit of precipitation in the morning so it's moist. Dirt, moist, filth. Throw it to the fucking car wash and I'm good to go. Keep your wax and wax your fucking ass. How about that? That was berating. They've, they've been berating me when I when I drop off my car. Sir, the wax. Fuck the wax, god damn it. Regular fucking wash. 22 bucks. Rip off the fucking ticket and let me go. Okay? Then it came to, remember that one thing recently? Where that fucking kooky chick gave me a discount coupon for $19.99. I give it to those fucking sluts behind the counter. They take off $3. I'm like, what the fuck? $3? $19.99, the coupon. They're snickering back there like they just fucking watched a, 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 a fucking uh, Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> Sir, uh, no, no, no. This is a... You didn't read the fine print. Uh, um, ooh, e, uh, mm, SUVs are uh, exempt from this uh, coupon, so only $4. Oh, how fucking convenient, bitch. How fucking convenient. If I brought this coupe in myself, I wasn't just gifted this, I would be fucking asking for that back to show me the fine print in Iglesias. But you know what? Since it's like not even my thing and this chick is still talking my fucking ear off who gave it to me, out of respect, I'm going to give her attention because she gave me a coupon. I'm not going to really dive into deeply with this to you right now, but just so you know, I'm scouring the newspapers. I'm looking for discounts that I'm going to rip out myself. And when I come in here, I better see the full fucking 1999, you hooer. Okay? Now, with this, that means some cocksucker was cleaning my car, opened the door, and was like, oh my, hey, kick it, and a sanitizer. And they're like, hey, man, like, all right, man, dude, take it, take it, man. I can have a good time, man. Fucking clean your fucking hands, man. I clean your fucking dick, you know. Hey, thank you, man. Who's is this? Ah, don't worry, man. I'm going to clean his car, and he's going to come by, and he's going to fucking tip me. How about that, man? Isn't that hilarious? He's paying us to wash his car, right? And then I'm wiping it down. I'm going to steal something out of it, and then he's still going to give me a $5 tip. Isn't that fucking great, man? Welcome to America. And welcome to the fucking podcast, folks. This is Just Count to Ten, and I'm your host, Vinny Falcone. And this is the Anger Management Podcast that won't help you with your anger. We'll just get angry together. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? My local car wash. It's too good to be true. It's it's a fucking contair away, which is the smallest unit of measurement, just so you know. It's it's I, think, I believe it's centimeters, millimeters, contair. And I think that's the smallest. Um <laughs> if they're trimming it right. Um uh, actually, by the way, fucking little little TMI, but uh, me and old Zoe, my fucking lovely fiance. We're actually putting a uh, joint expense on the new Amex that we share. You know what that joint expense is? Other than groceries and bellow? Laser hair removal. That's right, baby. 
Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking rent out her pussy for a slip and slide. It's gonna be so goddamn smooth. You know what I mean? Fucking Zoe's snatch a couple of hot dogs, some fucking beer, and you know some kids playing in the pool. Sounds like a pretty good Sunday to me. <clears throat> anyway, that's my goddamn fiance we're talking about. So, um, oh, where the fuck was I? But yeah, so uh, there are contair. That's what that's what, that's where I was. Contairs. They're a contair away from me. It's beautiful. All these poor bastards, and I've mentioned this before, they drop their car off and they have to sit there for up to fucking two hours until their car is done. But me, I pull up, I go, hey, sweetheart, you and your wax, take a fucking walk, regular wash. She rips off the ticket, she gives it to me, I beat feet back to my apartment, I set a little timer, 45 minutes to an hour later, I pop back over, I pay, I get in, I leave. And that's that. And they've kind of bugged me with, again, the chick berating you when you walk in about getting a wax. That coupon thing was very, very classless. And then now they stole my fucking hand sanitizer. Well, Vinny, 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 you got it for free. Technically, no, cocksucker, okay? I got it for $60 for gas. You know what I mean? Technically, it wasn't free. It was complimentary, but complimentary is not free. Complimentary... In in deduce, complimentary would, would lead you to believe that you have purchased something, and because of that purchase, you now get something free. Free and complimentary are two totally different fucking things. Okay, I mean, take a levy, uh, uh, the, the take a penny, leave a penny. That's a free penny. Okay, but uh, hey, sir, with your stay at the Four Seasons, you have a complimentary servant that you could just beat and spit on and fucking have you clean their room. That's complimentary. You know, what I mean, you paid for something, and because you paid something, you get something in return. That's complimentary. They took my complimentary fucking gift. And I tell Zoe, and of course Zoe, she has a fucking... Chicks barely got a pulse, love her to death. But I'm like, they stole my fucking hand sanitizer. She's like, well, it's just hand sanitizer. I'll get you a new one. It's not the fucking hand sanitizer, Zoe. It's the goddamn point. We live in a world with animals. What what kind of business do you go to where you you, you clean someone's car and then take their fucking belongings out of it? Holy shit! And now, and now I'm, I'm, I'm in the fucking throes of it, in my mind to be like, do I do that cunty little thing next time I drop my car off? Well, as I'm, where as I'm paying, I go, just so you know, they um, they stole my hand sanitizer last time I was here. Excuse me, sir. Well, just so you know, they last time I was here, they stole my hand sanitizer. And did you come back as soon as you realized it was missing? We would have looked for it. Well, no, I didn't realize until two days after. Well, sir, are you are you positive it's us again, bitch? It's either me, which I didn't just throw my hand, my beloved hand sanitizer out. Okay, Zoe barely even drives my car. Okay, and again, Bello doesn't have thumbs. The only other person that has access to my vehicle are you and the three amigos. So what the fuck is going on here, lady? Huh? So I can't do that because you're just going to... Well, sir, it's just hand sanitizer. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's not the fucking product, okay? It's the principle, you son of a bitch. And it's like, do I do I go back to the fucking help uh the fucking car wash now? But I'm too fucking lazy, and it's so goddamn convenient. I don't know what to do. I don't know. But anyway, 
How you guys doing? Huh? How you doing, you fucking? How you doing, you 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 sexy shit, you fucking beautiful bastards and ladies? How you doing? Huh? If you're out of the uh, if you're out of the country listening, cause I have a few people from Australia. I think I think from the UK and I think either from I think from Africa. I think. Um, fucking hey, how are you? Good to see you. Thanks for listening, you fucking cocksuckers. Appreciate you. You know me. I appreciate you. All right. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> real quick, I went to a the. <laughs> it is a, but for me and my friends, it is the cigar warehouse. A couple nights ago, actually on a Monday, a Monday, just a fucking. Hey, listen, it's Monday. It's tough. Let's start it off right with the stogie. Old Luke Allen, fucking cross-eyed fucking prick himself, texted me and old Rob Banks. He's like, hey, listen, you beautiful bastards. You guys want to get a cigar tonight? I know it's a Monday, but let's kick this week off right. And then Banksy was like, hell yeah. And then I, I, I fucking was like, dude, I've been craving a cigar for weeks. I will see you cocksuckers there. Now, I like this cigar shop because it's classy. It's, you know, they got like comfy leather couches. They got TVs and stuff. But for me, an optimal cigar smoking experience is one that is outside or one that is inside without having 20 other people smoking cigars with you. And I'll explain. When you're outside, one, I just love the fresh air. It's nice. It's I'm telling you, it is very much like a, a fucking blast in the past, this place. Where it's located, the street that it's on, it's across the street from that pizzeria. It's, it's just a cool little scene because the, the street is so quiet. It just feels like you're in like New York City in like the 60s kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, granted, it's not like, you know, skyscrapers and shit, but it just, it just kind of has that kind of feel, you know? So one, I like all that. And then two, the or whatever, three, whatever the fuck I'm on, the biggest one for me is I need a break from the cigar, okay? I smoke very infrequently. I would say if I smoke once a month, that's a lot, okay? And I, I take down some decent stogies, like nothing crazy, but a pretty a pretty decent-sized cigar. I'm not, I'm not smoking fucking cigarellos over here, you know what I mean? I'm smoking some shit, you know, that, you know, nothing to bat an eye at. So, but but in doing so, I need a fucking break. But Monday, it was so fucking cold outside and, and windy that we sat inside. Well, so did like literally forty other guys. And it isn't a huge place, but it certainly isn't small. But with forty dudes smoking cigars, the place is kind of fucking smoky. And when you're not puffing on your own cigar, you're basically taking in everyone else's smoke. So there's no fucking break. I think it was two years ago or maybe a year ago, I took an edible and then smoked a cigar and holy shit, I barfed so bad. And when you barf from from a cigar, it is a different type of throw up. Like I've puked from eating bad food, I've puked from drinking too much, and I've puked from cigars and I've puked from illnesses as well. Cigars is the closest thing to I think I'm dying than actually having a fucking disease. Because when you puke from, like, food, listen, that's no fun at all either. But, like, I feel like as you puke, you get a little better, you know, because your body doesn't have that that poison in it. Same thing with alcohol. When you puke, yes, it's not enjoyable while you're puking, but as you're getting the things out, 
you're like, okay, I feel better. I feel better. But with cigars and an illness, it's like your body doesn't know what the fuck to do. And its initial response is like, okay, let's just let's just evacuate. Let's just let's just get all the shit out of our body. Let's clear the shit out of our stomach. Let's fucking shit. Let's be, let's throw up. Let's just get everything out and then we'll fucking play football from there. Well, the cigar, it's like you're not actually ingesting anything. Like alcohol, like you're ingesting. Like the liquid that's in your body is what your body is trying to get out, right? With cigar, it's smoke. So it's like your body just creates this like extreme nausea and discomfort, like your head spinning. And when I when I puked after that cigar, it's like as I'm puking and after, I didn't feel any better. I puked and then I stood in the shower like fucking Matt McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club, just shivering and shaking, feeling like I might pass out and hit my fucking head on the tile. And I was... I got out of the shower after like a fucking 25-minute shower. And Zoe's like, are you okay? I'm like, Zoe, fucking beat it. And then I laid in my bed and shivered, okay, teeth chattering. Like I had a fucking terminal illness when really I just smoked a fucking Cohiba. <laughs> you know what I mean? So cigar throw-up is a, is a fucking different breed. So when we sat down inside the cigar lounge, I was already very apprehensive, very nervous, honestly, about, okay, fuck, I, got, I, I picked out a big stogie, and uh, I'm going to be in this fucking place for at least an hour, an hour and a half. So I'm taking my time, I'm smoking it, I'm enjoying it, me and Luke and, and Robert just fucking complaining, which is our love language. I mean, it, it is a beautiful thing, because Zoe, she's like, you just, you're so negative, and some people are like, you complain a lot. Fucking Banks and Luke, they're like, give me more. What else do you hate? Who do you hate? Let's hate and ha- let's just hate everyone together. What what what's pissing you off? And we're like, oh fuck, you go first. I want to I want to get angry before I tell you what I'm angry about. Like you tell me your thing and I'll get angry, and that way I'll tell you a little angrier. And then by the time Luke goes, his fucking eyeballs gonna pop out of his goddamn head. It's a beautiful fucking thing. And also Fred Murder Murphy stopped by. He's a fucking legend. Um. But anyway, so we're having a good time. We're doing our thing. We're like an hour, hour and 45 in. And uh, the old kid's starting to get a little fucking buzzed. I'm, I'm, I'm like just about on fucking Queer Street. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. Smoked the, the cigar almost down to the wrapper. I fucking, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I toss it. I'm sipping my iced tea. And then... Like we're I, we're kind of wrapping up, and my my skin is just starting to fucking crawl. And I'm like, if I if I, and it's like ten o'clock on a fucking Tuesday, ten fifteen. I mean, on, on a Monday, I'm like, I I cannot afford to puke tonight. So Luke goes to the bathroom, and I'm like, I'll meet you outside. I I gotta get some fucking fresh air. As soon as I go outside, I'm like, oh god, that feels so much better. I'm like breathing the fresh air. And then Banks comes outside, and I'm like, god damn. I'm like. I'm like, do you ride your motorcycle? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. He's like, I rode my car. I can't be driving my bike when I'm all fucking buzzed and lightheaded after a cigar. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking done right now. I am so buzzed. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty fucked up too. I mean, we smoked big fucking cigars and we were in that room of 40 other dudes puffing a fucking way. So we all went our separate ways. I'm driving home, and when I when I smoke a cigar, I, I like I I salivate so much. I have to spit. I, I have like a spit cup with me while I'm smoking. But even after I finish my cigar, I have like a residual like um, reaction to where I still like you know salivate and spit and shit. So I'm driving home on the 101, sticking my fucking head out of the window like Lassie, just 
spitting on the fucking white lines. I get home and um, I'm feeling a lot better. Like I'm like actually enjoying the buzz now, but like, I have a little bit of nausea. Now I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an anti-nausea tip that's gonna change your fucking life. Okay, specifically with cigars, but it works in general as well. If you're ever really really nauseous and you're like, fuck, dude, I, I, I might have to pull the trigger. Before you do that, do this. So I got home. I let Bello out. Had a couple extra, you know, spits, which kind of alleviates the nausea a little bit too. And then I get inside. I'm like, all right, cool. Before I pop in my, the shower and scrub my body and burn my clothes, let me do my anti-nausea trick. The anti-nausea trick, folks, if you're taking notes. A half to a whole banana, depending on how you're feeling. To be safe, I always do a half. Eat it very slowly, like take a full minute. It seems like, oh, that's that's nothing a minute. It's, it's a long time when you're eating a fucking half a banana. Take a full minute to eat the half a banana. And then chase the banana with some kind of yogurt. I particularly enjoy a Greek yogurt. I also think it works better. So I do a non-flavored Greek yogurt. I do like a dollop, maybe like a big old fucking spoonful of Greek yogurt. I take that in like two bites. Again, I just, you know, let it go down slow, but a beep, but a boop. And I, I guarantee you within 15 to 20 minutes, your nausea will almost completely, if not completely dissipate. It's my fucking, it's my little trick. Maybe you already know this one, but whenever I smoke a cigar... And I'm like, the buzz has, has just surpassed being enjoyable, and it's teetering on the edge of discomfort. I do my little anti-nausea trick, and fucking bada beep, bada boop, I'm ready to go. I got back around 10.30. I took my shower. By 11, I was all cuddled up in bed with Bello, watching Netflix, feeling like a king. It worked beautifully. So, there's that. Um, okay, let's go into the quick... Uh, Let's do a little restaurant review. Let's get out, get that out of the way. Again, if you hate this, I apologize. What are you gonna do? All right. So on December first, it is Lisa Falcone, my mother's birthday. It was her, it was her birthday. Hey everyone, Lisa, Mrs. Falcone, happy birthday! You fucking animal. Love you. You know what I mean? She's great. So as the good son that I am, I text her and I'm like, listen, we're just doing a thing with me, you and Zoe, okay? I know you're with Tommy right now, but I just want I just want you to be by yourself and sleep and, and come sleep, sleep in my house, okay? We won't involve the nephews because although we love the nephews, they're a lot. And it, it, it tends not to be a relaxing environment because they're fucking kids. They're great, but they're kids. So I'm like, Lee, drive down to me. Me and Zoe are going to take you to dinner, and then we're going you know, and then sleep over and just hang out. She's like, okay, okay. So she drives down on Sunday, and Zoe had mentioned this restaurant that she, she heard was very good, Osteria La Boca. And she sends me the link, and I click on the link, and immediately it pops up, Sherman Oaks, Osteria La Boca. Great. I look where it is. It's fucking down the street. How how beautiful is that? Uh, I look at the menu. My mom comes over. We look at the menu together because Zoe's still at work. So my mom and I are just looking over the menu. We get our whole order down. We like ordering for the tables 
so everyone kind of picks that shit. It's a very fun way to eat. So the time comes, our reservation is at 6.30. We get there a little early, you know me. And we walk in around eh, 6.25. I go to the host. I go, hey, reservation for 6.30 for three for Falcone. And it's this little lady's birthday. And the host is all like flush and red in the face because she's getting absolutely fucking plowed. It's a busy night. Oh, happy, oh, happy birthday. Thank you for, jo- thank you for joining us. I, I, I'm sorry. What was the reservation under again? Uh, 6.30 for three? Yeah, th- that's right. 6.30, three, Falcone. I'm not seeing you guys here. And I'm like, huh, okay. I, I take my email out and I show her the email. And uh, she goes, oh, um, sir, you you made a reservation at our Melrose location. <laughs> and immediately, Zoe and Lisa go into panic mode because they know what I'm going through right now, and they're probably thinking, oh boy, this kid's going to fucking snap. So, what I do is, <laughs> uh, I, I said something to the effect of like, well, isn't that fucking great? <laughs> or something something less than desirable <laughs> for this poor host, even though it's not her fault at all. But I wasn't like directing it at her. I was just like, well, that's fucking great. And then Zoe's like, babe. And my mom's like, then? And I just kind of gather myself and I walk away. I'm just like, I'm just calming myself down. And I just hear Zoe go, I'm so sorry. Um, Is there any kind of room you have or like anything you can do like to like squeeze us in? And the host is like, I'm fucking getting plowed right now. Like literally someone's holding my nose and fucking my face. I got no room or holes left. And Zoe's like, oh, okay, okay. And then. She's like, babe, 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 babe. I'm just going to call the Melrose location and I'm going to see if they can squeeze us in tonight. And my mom's like, Vinny, it's fine. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not fine. One, I'm taking full responsibility. I fucked up. But two, when Zoe sent me the fucking thing, it just said Sherman Oaks. It did not say Sherman Oaks or Melrose. It just said fucking Sherman Oaks. And when I run to, when, when I, and when I, blah, blah, yeah, yeah, stuttering, muttering, fucking, and that's all folks and when i went to make the reservation i just di- i just didn't th- I wasn't top of mind i just wouldn't you think there'd be like a drop down thing or just i don't know but clearly listen i'm taking responsibility i fucked up could they listen could they have made it a little easier a little clearer yeah but i i fucked up and that's what i'm really upset about is like great so did i just ruin my mother's fucking birthday dinner because i'm a fucking idiot so Zoe calls and she's like, they can take us at 7. We'll be there in 15 minutes. Let's just leave right now. So we have to walk the block and a half away back to my car between Zoe and my mom. They move like fucking whale shit. So I'm like 15 yards ahead of them going like, hey, ladies, you want to lace up those fucking shoes and get going? I mean, Jesus. Holy Christ. What are you walking to the fucking electric chair and really milking this thing like the fucking green mile? Let's go. Aren't you as hungry? So we get in my car. We drive. It's 20 fucking minutes to bumfuck Hollywood on Melrose. And I'm staying calm, but I'm a little pissed off. They're like, babe, it's okay. If I did the same thing, 
I'd be mad, but just so you know, we're not mad. They're taking us at seven. It's going to be great. Your mom's here. She's happy. Then, then I'm good, Then okay? I just turned 65. I get bigger fucking problems, okay? I'm pre-diabetic, all right? And my blood pressure is way too fucking high. So pushing reservation back from 637, I'm good, Vin. I'm good. I'm like, okay, guys, I just it's just hard for me not to fucking want to kill somebody. So just let me be. I'm not biting or hitting the steering wheel. I think we can all chalk this up as a fucking victory, can't we? So I look for parking for like 15 minutes because why the fuck not? <clears throat> And then we pop into the restaurant, and objectively, I will say, the restaurant had a way cooler vibe. It was um, brick walls, dim lighting. The one in Sherman Oaks had a very, very, like, Sherman Oaks feel, if that makes sense. Like, they probably got a ton of early reservations, a lot of families, bright lights. Like, this is more of, like, a younger crowd, you can kind of, like, tell. Or, like, you know, the, the crowd that eats dinner at fucking 9.30, those animals. So... We go in there, the waitress comes over, she's like, hi, how-? I'm like, listen, bitch, <laughs> we're ready. Oh, uh, okay. Zoe, you getting wine? Yeah, I'll have a glass, uh, uh, she'll have a glass of the Alianico. Oh, okay, thanks. Ma, sparkling water? Yeah, Vin. Okay, large sparkling water, keep them coming. We're going to start off with the beef tartare and the, rac- the whipped ricotta with caramelized agave. Oh, I, I love tables prepared. Yeah. Put that shit in. I'm fucking starving. Oh, okay. And I smack her on the ass. She leaves. It's good. So everything settles. We do the thing. But be put a boop. The the uh, whipped ricotta comes out with. Oh no, no, was it whipped ricotta or whipped goat cheese? I think it was. Ah, fuck, I forget. But anyway, comes out. It is delicious with a little like you know crostinis, a little bread. Fucking delicious. The beef tartare was. Eh, it was okay. They had like these. Like fried onions on it, um, that like that come on like certain like sushi rolls, if you know what I mean. Like those kind of like really like crispy like onions. I don't know why you'd you'd put that on a beef tartare. It kind of like tainting the what should be great flavor of like the beef and and egg and and seasoning or whatever. But wasn't too crazy about that. Then we got the fried artichokes, which were. Interesting, pretty good, not my favorite, just because, like, they were fucking fried, dude. It was, like, a full plate of artichoke hearts, which obviously is the best part of the artichoke. I mean, I hate, like, s- like slurping those fucking leaves and getting, like, every last bit and like, getting, like, caught in my teeth and shit. No leaves, just the hearts. Love that. But it was deep fried, so they were all, like, really greasy. Not really greasy, but, the, you know. More greasy if they than they if they weren't fried, um, but there was some kind of like lemon zest or lemon juice on it that made it really bright. So that was pretty good. But like again, kind of after you ate it, you're just like, oh jeez, man, I feel like I just ate like a fucking basket of fries without the satiation satiating feeling of eating carbs, you know. So that was okay. And then okay, and then for our entrees, if you will, for the table, we got the um, bucatini. Carbonara, Bugatini is my favorite pasta, bar none. Bugatini is basically a very thick angel hair. So it's like a circular pasta, and it's um looks like angel hair, but it's very, very thick. It is delicious. It is a perfect pasta to, if you like it, al dente, which if you don't like al dente, then what the fuck are we talking about here? 
it's a, if a, it's a perfect pasta for al dente, um, and it just goes well with everything. So we had a bucatini carbonara, which was basically an elevated adult version of mac and cheese. It's fucking insane. And then we had the chicken parm with um, a side of pasta with the pomodoro sauce, you know, red sauce. The chicken parm itself, and I think there was broccolini as well. Yeah, there's broccolini. Broccolini, I mean, listen, it's great, but you know, I'm not, I'm not coming here to fuck broccoli. You know what I mean? Broccoli is the chick you fuck at the bar. If you can't get laid, you're like, ah, I'll fuck something. It's, it's there, but you're not looking forward to it. And then the chicken parm was pretty good. I would say a little dry, little dry. Um, and then again, the the pasta was the bucatini again. And the fucking pomodoro sauce, basically the marinara, was uh, delicious. It was fucking awesome. It it might be, and this is a this is a bold statement, folks. It might be the best sauce I've ever had at a restaurant. We we were all like eating the side of pasta, going, dude, should we just get another bowl for our set? Like, should we just get a big old fucking bowl for the table and just eat till we throw up? This is so goddamn good. And then we finished that. Server came back. She's like, would you like a a dessert? I go, you see that beautiful woman over there? She's just turning 65 today. So, yeah, bring us the fucking dessert menu. Is she pre-diabetic? Yeah. But tonight, she'll lose a toe for some fucking desserts. You know what I mean? Bring the menu, babe. Bring the menu. So she comes over with a, a menu and some pliers, just in case you have to remove my mom's pinky toe. Um, so one of the specials was this like whipped mousse, mousse, chocolate mousse, with gelato and like a, a like a, some kind of like a cookie crumble over it. So it was like the whipped mousse was like a very like. Yeah, like almost like a, a pudding, you know. Yeah, I mean, pretty self-explanatory. A whipped mousse, airy, great mouth feel. The cookie on top, it was like it was like little bits of um, like crunchy, like cookie kind of thing. You, you know, like remember that cereal grape nuts? Those like small little hard things. Well, obviously, it tastes way fucking better than that. It's chocolate, but it has kind of that hard consistency. And it's like little like bits and pieces, like little like you know things, and then so you think by looking at it, it'd be all one type of um, texture. But between the the mousse, the crunchy little like cookie bits, and then the the hard gelato, it was just sensational. We we were all just wet at our seats eating this fucking thing. It was delicious. So, Osteria La Buca, I would give it a solid. Eight and a half out of ten. There's some things I would have changed and not get next time and try different things. But all in all, pretty fucking solid, folks. All right. That was the, uh, that was the, uh, oh, wait. Just got a text from the old fucking Joe Menente. Vinny, are you able to do the door guy spot Saturday, 730? Yes, I am, Joe. Yes, I am. All right. Looks like I got a show on Saturday. All right, so we do that. Let's see. We're at time. Okay, we're at time. All right. So there's been a uh, shocking new um, development at the gym 
that I go to, right? So, I joined this gym for a unusually cheap rate, okay? It was 25, it's $25 a month, and I think like every other month I have to give like, it's like 60 bucks or something, or like twice, a, no, I'm sorry, twice a year it's like 65 bucks or whatever, who the fuck knows? So it's very, very cheap, and already I'm like, okay, since I've joined here, it's been about a year maybe, has it been a year? I don't know, maybe a year, maybe maybe a little less actually. Um, since I've joined, it's there's definitely been more people. It's definitely more crowded. I still don't really have to wait ever too often for machines, but definitely people are are uh, uh, the numbers are growing. So um, I show up a couple days ago to work out, and guess what? In a big red sign draped across the front of the fucking gym, it says, New memberships, a dollar down and nine ninety nine a month. A dollar down and nine ninety nine a month. Okay, let's cut the fucking games. Ten bucks a month. A dollar down. Okay. Not sure. Do you just want to put a, a one dollar out there just for visual purposes so people can like see a dollar and then ten dollars a month? What what are you guys doing? How are you making a fucking profit at this place? Because also the thing I, li- I liked about this location or this gym is that you can only join if you live within a certain miles radius from the gym. So that would obviously like, you know, cap the number of people that can join. But now it's like, well, that honestly doesn't mean dick because within a 10-mile radius in L.A. could be 100,000 people. So are you not doing well enough? You need to jack the numbers up like that? It's going to be a fucking circus in here, guys. Also, what's your plan? You're, you're going to sustain my $25 a month and you're going to sustain this $10 a month? Or what is probably going to happen, and, I, and you fucking heard it here first, folks, what's probably going to happen is... After my annual membership, my contract is up, I guarantee they're going to be like, oh, hey, listen, um, so because your annual membership expired, you now have to pay $60 a month, but what you can do is if you sign a two-year contract, we can lower that to like 40 maybe 30 I'll give it to you for 35 So what is it? Do you want to do uh, another annual contract for 60 bucks? Or do you want to sign two a two year contract for thirty five? I, I I guarantee it's some fucking bullshit like that. Cause it, it listen, it isn't in the nicest part of town. It's in like you know North Hollywood in like a, a, a kind of a dodgy area. But there's no fucking way, and it's a big facility. There's no way they're making ends meet by charging everyone either twenty five or fucking ten dollars a month. It, it there's no fucking way. And also, guys. Maybe this is a good thing because the fucking steam room's still broken. Okay, the sauna looks like it's a fucking torture chamber for Al Qaeda. Stained wood, do that place is fucked. I wouldn't go there barefooted unless you're gonna cut my feet off immediately afterwards. The fucking bathrooms always have just like a they're just always wet from people showering and shaking off like they're fucking Labrador retrievers. Okay, like. We need to we need to focus on more things 
before we have more people come into this fucking gym. The treadmills are like angled weird sometimes where like you'll be on a treadmill and because it's like angled towards the other one, it looks like you're it, it feels like you're walking with the other person on a fucking first date cuz you're like right next to them. We need to focus on little baby shit first before we start fucking inviting more people to this goddamn gym. You know what I mean? I mean, $10 a month also not not to be some kind of fucking, you know, hoity-toity schmuck over here. But what kind of clientele are you, are you bringing in for $10 a month? You're telling me we're going to have a bunch of fucking high schoolers in this gym? With their backpacks and jeans and bad attitudes? That's what you're bringing into this gym? How about adults? You know what I mean? Who re-rack who re the weights and don't fucking, like, I, I don't know yell and take phone calls in the sauna and FaceTime their fucking buddies. You know what I mean? But it's like, hey, Vinny, what are you, you going to do? This, this is the gym that you can belong to. What, 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 what can you do? Well, I don't know. That's, I'm fucked there. But, yeah, so. New deal at Speakeasy Fitness on Lancashire in North Hollywood Boulevard. One dollar down, 99 a month. All right, last thing. So, <clears throat> L.A. comics are probably the most, if not one of the most, but probably the most, or I guess it's, it's the other way around. It, they are one of the most, if not the most, exploited people in the entertainment field, I believe. You know, among, you know, more so than actors, musicians, you know, fucking violinists, whatever, whatever you do to entertain people. I feel like stand-up comics get fucked the most. It's hard to get stage time. In order to get stage time most of the time, you have to pay money to be on stage, which is always a fucking fun thing to do, um, like to, for open mics and shit like that. If you have a show, you got to bring people. So I got booked for this show, and it's, it's a bringer show. And a bringer show, it's very self-explanatory. You have to bring a certain amount of people in order to get stage time. Now, in my career of doing stand-up, I should be past the bringer stage. I've been doing this for like fucking six and a half, seven years. I shouldn't be doing bringers anymore. But I live in such a fucking saturated market that <laughs> I haven't made it past it yet. Because there's so many fucking swinging dicks doing this. If I was, if I was living in like fucking, I don't know. Most other states in the in the world, or most other cities in the world that have have a decent comedy scene, I'm sure by now, I could be a decent feature act and do 15, 20 minutes for a headliner. I mean, I've done it before for Augustino, but like at this point, I feel like I would would do that, would be that, if you will. But in L.A., I'm just another fucking dick. So there's one guy who like books cool venues. He like he books the Comedy Store sometimes, independent shows like. The comedy store doesn't book it. It's like he gets a spot in the original room and then he can book his show. But I got set up with him and he's like, so he sends this big email out to, to a bunch of comics. Hey guys, thanks for doing the show on the 6th. Um, so just a little housekeeping. You have to bring at least five people. If you bring 10 or more, I'll give you $5 um, per person you bring. So I'm like, okay, I got, I got to bring five people. So... Comes day of the show, and everyone I've asked can't fucking make it, except for old Zoe, that poor thing. So, 
she goes to the uh, so I text her and I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, I have a show on, on on Wednesday. Can you go? She's like, yeah. So I bring her. So I'm four people shy of what I need to bring for stage time. Now other people who do bring your shows work it differently. They work it like if you don't bring the minimum, instead of doing five minutes, you only get three. Or if you don't bring the minimum, it's like, hey, you can't perform. I'll try to get you on next time if you bring people. Luckily with this guy, and I, and then listen, I don't say dick. I don't tell him, hey, I only have one person. There's a sheet in the front that when you sign in, you say who you're here to see, and then you and then you you know the the uh, you check uh, next to their name so he knows how many people you, the the, the per- person brought. So I know eventually he's gonna find out I only brought fucking Zoe. So in the green room, he gives us this whole big spiel, kind of a sales pitch, honestly. You guys are fucking decent salesmen. And he's treating us like we've never done stand-up before. Now, I think some people haven't, but most of us in the room like have done stand-up before. Even in the email, he's like, hey, guys, please prepare six minutes of material. Uh, and when you're writing this material, please account for laughter so that way you don't go over the time. Um, everyone should, should, should do six minutes or less. No one should go over. I'm like account for laughter you're telling us to write to account for laughter are these first timers like do any of us have you know i'm like okay he must think we're fucking like green as the goddamn grass so we're in the green room he's like all right guys listen and how do the lineup is um if you brought a lot of people i'm gonna put you up in the middle of the show in like the sweet spot if you didn't bring that many people I'm going to put you up either in the top or at the very end because, you know, that's that, and that's fair. And honestly, I'm okay with that. If you're not going to cut my time or cut my set, I'm go- put me up fucking whenever, dude. So it's like a 14 or 15-person 14, 14 or 15 lineup, so it's a long fucking show. And I couldn't help but notice that in the green room, this one chick looked very, very familiar. And I'm trying to place her, and then all of a sudden... I'm like, I know you. You're the fucking bitch who at the that open mic months ago, after I got off stage, you fucking roasted me for no reason. No jokes either. You just were a fucking cunt. You got up there and you're like, keep it going for Vinny. What a fucking making fun of his fiance. Like, you're fucking hot in your stupid jeans, your stupid fucking Ranger shirt. Remember that bitch, that story? So she's on the bill. And I'm like, you fucking bitch so she goes up first and she i mean again she like i think she was first or second so it, it is a tough spot and the room is cold and they're like eating their dinner and shit but she gets up there and she she does like i would say a c a c plus like she gets a couple of laughs doesn't bomb by any means but it's like a very like eh set again it is a tough spot to go up at but I'm texting Zoe. I'm like, I'm like, this is the bitch who fucking was mean to me. So she gets off and like, it's whatever. And I go up and I'm and I'm like, I'm second to last. The <laughs> I'm I basically I was the last person on the show. The chick after me works for the club, so she gets like a spot as like basically payment. So I was the last person on the show. And I, I had a pretty good set. I had a there was this one comic who was um, had a British accent at the top of the show and I just did this like minute and a half riff on him that like did really fucking well and then I popped into my material that did pretty well the crowd was exhausted it was late and whatever but I, I had a pretty good show but one of the things also is like 
they say, oh, if you want your tape from your set, uh, it's, it's going to be $40. So-and-so films it, he color corrects it, and ed- edits it, so yeah. And it's like, 40 fucking dollars for my own goddamn stand-up? And God forbid you fucking film your own, I guarantee they come over to you and be like, hey, what are you doing? Film your own. Just They would like bully you into getting their own tape. The tape that dirt. Why, why? Why are you filming your own? Just no, 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 no. We'll, we'll film for you. Put your phone in a tripod away. You see that beautiful camera? He, he's at the audience mic, and that was part of the sales pitch too. In the in the green room, he's like he's like selling this guy recording. The the mic is on. When you submit to film festivals, they're not gonna want to see some grainy thing from your phone. They're gonna see some high res video, like my boy fucking John does, or whatever fuck his name was. And it's just, they do everything they can to exploit comics and the people they bring to shows. They exploit us by making us bring people to shows. I get if you're if you're brand fucking new and there's a chance you might bring down the show because you're so new, well, you should bring some people that are going to laugh at you. So that way you have at least a guaranteed five to ten people laughing at you, right? I get that. And then you fucking make us, and then the people you make us bring... They get absolutely fucked and never want to return again. A ticket is fifteen to twenty-five dollars to see amateurs do stand-up, and then a two-drink minimum, and the drinks are priced at an out astronomical fucking price. The food sucks and is expensive. The show starts at fucking seven thirty or eight o'clock, whatever it is. So like people are coming from work, don't have time to make dinner, so they have to eat there. Pat's soon-to-be mother-in-law's tab was like a hundred and ninety dollars. I think she got like chicken wings and fucking four drinks, a hundred, almost two hundred dollars. What the fuck? So you exploit us for bringing people. You exploit the people we bring by charging them out the fucking ass to see amateurs do stand up, and then we want tape, and you're gonna charge us forty fucking dollars. It is so hard to be a successful comedian right now because of the saturation, and you see other comedians that have made it and weren't that fucking funny. A prime example, Ellen DeGeneres. That miserable bitch. Have you ever seen her late night set that made her famous? It fucking sucks. It's like five minutes of like 80s material. It's such it's such elementary shit. The crowd's like going nuts. Johnny Carson's like, oh my god, this is, this is, this is a fantastic set. This is, this is, that was a great set. Ellen DeGeneres. Let, 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 let her hear it. Yeah. One of her famous bits was her fucking, her, and this is horrible obviously, her girlfriend died in a car crash and her famous bit was what would it be like if she called god and she acted out the phone conversation with god oh my god stop it stop it my knee is sore from slapping it that that's the type of material that that launched her career to the fucking almost billionaire she is now half my fucking friends are funnier than she will ever be and they're Paying five dollars to talk into a fucking microphone at some black box in the middle of North Hollywood next to a goddamn Seven Eleven—it's a fucking joke. Well, that's the uh, the episode, folks. That's the podcast. Uh, this wasn't that funny. I don't think it was more of like a kind of a fucking what's what what's new with me and kind of like a fucking you know. This is what happened this week, as opposed to making it kind of funny, which I apologize. But hey, if you enjoyed it, that's great. If not. I'll get you next week. Well, anyway, you know I love you. I appreciate you. And I will see you again next week. Bye.